Welcome to the True Face Podcast, where we have conversations about what we can learn from what's going on in our lives. My name is Robbie Engel, and I'll be your guide as we learn how to increase trust and experience grace. Most of us get stuck in our relationships with God and others, and we end up wondering, is this really all there is to it? True Face equips you to experience deeper relationships with God and others, equipping a growing group of men and women with a toolbox of teaching and experiences to help you become more fully known, fully loved, and fully alive. And part of that toolbox is we develop small group curriculum and a catalog of small group curriculum to help you apply truths through the relationships with people in your life because only trusted truth transforms. Trusting truth, not just knowing truth, is what leads to transformation, is what helps you go the 18 inches from your head to your heart. And so part of this uh, this new study that's launching this week is called Divided We Stand, How to Love When We Disagree. And th- this is something close to our hearts because we live in a divided world, and we know as Jesus followers that we're called to more and different, and, and love looks different. And so we had... Uh, we did a study uh, with a roundtable of five of us discussing and modeling what that looks like. How do we move towards, said another way, stupid people, people we disagree with. How do we move towards them? What does grace look like? What does love look like? So go to trueface.org, check out DWS, go to Amazon. It's on Right Now Media. But today we have one of the the podcast guests. He's a new friend of mine for about a year Tommy Nixon, what's up, man? Welcome to the hey, True Face Podcast. On, Robbie, man. Good to be here, brother. Thank you for having me. Where are you at now? You in California? I am in Fullerton, California, of all places, man. So it's uh, North Orange County. That is awesome. I met Tommy at a at a in Colorado, and I I immediately uh, was a fangirl of this guy and wanted to get some <laughs> yeah, time dude. with him. And uh, he had this beanie, and he was all cool, and he was like the old guy in the room, even <laughs> though he's like in his mid-40s. And uh, yeah. Tommy is the CEO of Urban Youth Workers Institute. Uh, he's been in that role for about four years. He took over from the founder. Is that right, Tommy? That's right, man. Larry Acosta, yeah. He was a couple years ahead of me in the founder transition of a ministry, and so I, I picked his brain and, and started seeing the depth of his wisdom and insight Prior to uh, Urban Youth Workers, Tommy was founder and executive director of Solidarity, a nonprofit organization that strengthens urban communities, as well as uh, the founding pastor at OneLifeCityChurch.ce. So uh, have you been in ministry your whole life, Tommy? Uh, I mean, in some way, shape or form. Yeah, man. I mean, from, you know, at local church, um, my mom making me you know, go in the nursery and, you know, when you're in elementary school and then kind of all the way through and then really got called to um, leadership and to, to kingdom work. When I was in eighth grade, they, they were like, Hey, you're a leader. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And then they're like, we want you to lead our, our Mexico missions trip as an eighth grader. And I was, I said, cool. I, I look back on it now and I go, I wonder if they asked me that because my dad lives in Mexico. I, I just, I, I like connected that just a couple of years ago. I'm like, wait a minute. Um, but yeah, and that's where uh, that actually kicked off a whole life of uh, kingdom work for me. So it was great. Huh. So, uh, that eighth grade trip did? Yeah, absolutely. Um, really? I, I really solidified that I had leadership qualities and, um, and, and I, and I loved what we did and that set me on this path towards, 
you know, even missions and, uh, you know, uh, justice and yeah. there's a whole there's a whole thing and and you know what we did on that trip um we actually cleaned out a sewage pit in a really small town um in in baja california and and literally like found this calling um while cleaning out crap wow. out of a big old hole so uh that's amazing that <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a whole nother podcast about like that is. <laughs> the power of affirmation and speaking truth into somebody's life and whoever god used uh, to speak that like, Hey, you're a leader. Will you lead this trip? That's awesome. Uh, you're from our past year. It's pretty evident. You're passionate about helping urban leaders lead from a place of depth with God while, um, impacting the kingdom on a local and a global scale. You're a vision guy. You are a leader. And that's cool that that's connected like that back to eighth grade, that calling and that thread line starting in a ditch in uh in Baja. That's pretty awesome, man. Uh, you, you live in Fullerton, like you said, uh, been married for 19 years. You got five kids. That's correct. What's your oldest and youngest? What's the From 15 to four. Okay. Yeah. You in it. Um, so Tommy, you're a guy that has become a new friend and, and I can't wait for people, the true face tribe to, to check out Divided We Stand and to hear more of your heart and and your passion for this. But um, you have got a lot of stories of how God has shaped and steered and called you um, as a son. But I'd love for you to share with the tribe uh, some of your story um, because it is so unique in different aspects. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, there's a little bit for me, something that's grounded me. Um, you know, from now. And I, I believe it's going to ground me until I, uh, until I pass away. And, and it's, it's profoundly shaped um, my whole like belief about leadership, the way I operate uh, my, my daily schedule even um, and, and how I view my life and, and my engagement, what God's up to. And so really that came from asking the question, why, um, you know, why, why God, did you create me? Why did you call me into your work? Why do you love me so much? Why, you know, why is the Bible written this way? Like, I just, I consistently ask this question, why? And I've come to a conclusion um, that the entirety of scripture and, and God's whole mission is, is for us to be with him. And I know that's probably not relevatory to a lot of you listening to this, um, but I, I took that really seriously. And there was a there was an experience that I had as a senior in high school that I reflected on years later and, and really solidified what is my goal in life? Why am I here? And I really believe it's, it's to, to grow in the presence of God and to see how deep can I actually go with God while I'm here on earth. And what happened was when I was a senior in high, in high school, one of my closest friends at the time, um, his mother was was murdered in their front yard. She was Jeez. coming out really early to to go to work, and there was a home invasion next door, and they were coming out at the same time, and they saw her and they shot her in the throat, and um, and just tragically was murdered right there in her front lawn. And I came over later that that day, and I remember coming over to the house and walking into this house full of people just mourning and i saw my friend and the family and i i just hugged him and i said i'm so sorry you know i love you and i just i grieved man 
And I remember taking a seat down um, on the floor and it just felt so heavy, as you can imagine, and dark, even like mm. physically dark in that room. I, I just remember like, like blinds were even like, right, right were closed and, mm. and I understand why. And, and so I, I sat there and then in walked in my old junior high pastor. His name was Pastor Dave Kosher. And Dave was an older guy. He was um, in his like late fifties or sixties, um, you know, and then, and when he was in my junior high pastor, so he was a little bit older and um, he walked in and he said the same thing that I said. Hmm. And yet when he said it, I re- there was this almost like, it almost felt like even physically like the room lightened um, spiritually. It felt like that. Now the pain was still there obviously, but I, I remember hearing that, watching this and then experiencing like this weird, like sense of like hope um, in the midst of like deep suffering. And I thought about that years later and I just thought, what, what was that? And it, it hit me that um, Pastor Dave um, prayed a lot. He was deep with God. Mm. And what I was experiencing was not Pastor Dave. I was experiencing the fullness of the Holy Spirit and of God's presence. And I, and and years later, as I struggled with, um, to be really honest with you guys, struggled with wanting to be big in the kingdom of God, wanting people to know my name, want to make a huge impact, and but struggling through that and going yeah. like, geez, I'm so prideful and self-righteous. And and I saw this this ugliness inside of me in, in my 20s. And I, and I thought that's what I wanted. I, I, my goal in life is to spend so much time in the presence of God that people don't experience Tommy Nixon, Mm -hmm. that they experience God. And, and it was that like profoundly changed how I looked at everything, because if I really want that, what does my day look, have to look like? What, what do my values have to look like? What, how do I spend my time um, what, what really matters? What do I say yes and no to? And, and it all started to revolve around going, I want to be deep with God. Um, and so that, you know, that was the story when you asked me to be on here, I, I just, that was what I felt like God brought up for me, um, to share with you guys and, 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 and just kind of share that sacredness of, of my life and of my friend's life and of his mother's life. And, and just to kind of share that with you guys, because it has profoundly um, changed everything I do. And that's my goal. That's my why is actually, and, and out of that, all this theology and, and, and practice and discipline and belief and values as like, man, it, it is, it is, it's changed my life. And so I, I feel like, you know, when you're, you know, when you're born again, you know what I mean? And you come to Jesus, I, I feel like that I gets renewed a lot because this is the why I've chosen. All right. I got a lot of questions. Uh, I mean, we could talk about the spirit, which I want to put a pen in and come back to, because what you're talking about is like the, um, when people experience Christ in us, when they experience the spirit of God through us, instead of us, that's always a byproduct of abiding and trusting so deeply that, that it is him. John 15. Yeah, man. Why, why, why is that, um, do you th- why is that more theoretical and conceptual for most Christians than experiential do you think Be- because it seems like that's something we've talked about that but there's so few men and women who would be able to say that with integrity that um they know that to be true that um that the spirit is is 
present and there's an opportunity to abide with the God of the universe um, in a way on, on this side of heaven. What, 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 why is that so hard for us? Well, I, so on my journey with this and, and really like working through it, one, one of the reasons it's hard is because a lot of our, the institution of the church, which I love and I, and I believe in, I'm a part of, I've planted, I've, you know, all that. Um, but what it is based on this idea of what, of knowledge of what, you know, and of a Western knowledge that it's, it's, it's here, it's mental. It's um, how much scripture to have you memorized. Do you know but we also know that that's actually not really um, knowledge. Knowledge and, and belief actually happen when you experience. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's this rhythm of like, okay, this is what God's word says. This is how I'm led by the Holy Spirit. I And then I move out and I, and I actually go do it. And then the doing is where all the mistakes and the, the learnings and the growing and all that. And then it pushes me back to the presence of God. And there's a rhythm in my life. That's why I said like this. This journey and that story has has shaped even my day to day, like hour to hour. Like, how do I operate in this world? How do I live? And so with that, what happened was one of the things that it helped shape for me theologically is a, is the theology of work, because mm-hmm. we spend most of our lives working. Um, and it helped me understand that Jesus actually doesn't need me. He wants me and he wants to be with me. And that one concept by by itself is really hard for me to 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 deal with. I, my dad left at an early age and, and we've reconciled and praise God for all that. But, um, I found myself doing a lot of quote unquote ministry work, um, uh, because I wanted to show my dad that he shouldn't have left. Yep. <laughs> that, that was the, my why. Yep. But when I started to go, okay, then why God, if I don't have to, uh, prove to you my worth, God, um, if I don't have to work my way to heaven, then what am I doing all this for? Cause yep. it's hard. And, and Jesus just continued to reveal to me through his through scripture and the Holy Spirit, like, Tommy, I don't need you. I just want to be with you. And so we get to co-create together. And, and so, so, so often I find that people aren't co-creating with God. They're just trying to figure out if they believe the right things. And if they can do the minimal amount of, of Christian things, does that get me to heaven? Now, none of us say that's what it is, but that's sure how we behave. Yep. And and so that's why I think it's really hard experientially for people to be like, oh, man, like Tommy. Well, Tommy's a leader and he's a pastor. And so that's why he experiences God like that. Or that's why, guys, I wasn't any of those things when I experienced that. Yep. I was a, I was an 18 year old kid, like mourning, man, sitting in this like suffering that gets me emotional even today. Like I the, like I, I brought nothing to the table. And God was like, hey, pay attention. This is all I ever wanted, Tommy, was to be with you. Hmm. Um, and then I start asking, like, why? But so often we're we're taught in our institutions of the church, you sit, you receive my stories because I'm the pastor. I'm, you know, and then you go, wow, and you and all that we're providing for you is community, inspiration, and a safe place for your kids to raise uh to for you to raise your kids in a moral space. If you do not take the teachings of Christ and actually try to live them out, you are wasting your time. Hmm. Like just why even waste your time? Hmm. But if you take the risk and you just go, okay, I think I actually believe the words of Jesus. I'm just going to go try to do it. Yeah. 
you experience these things. And, and there's a whole world, friends, that God's up to. He's working all the time. He's, he's doing all the stuff. He's moving all the time. So I always take that. I think it's in Thessalonians was said, pray without ceasing. Yep. And every way we kind of all go like, wow, that's only for the prayers in our church. No. What I believe that verse to mean is be present to the to the presence of God as much as you can. So and because that's what uh, what that's what heaven's going to be, man. So anyway, so I I want that. I I I, yeah, have, I have a similar why of wanting to be with him and that awareness and 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 the the more consistent awareness of his goodness. I, I want. How has that over the past twenty years ebbed and flowed? Because I don't. I mean that that's a you're. Sp- you're talking in a way that like is aspirational to me, but not real in my life most yeah. days. So like, what, what have you seen in regards to like, is your daily schedule affect that? Or like, how does that, like, what have you learned as you've ebbed and flowed in regards to living into these truths? Dude. Okay. So I just start with, if I start with this, why friends and I go, okay, if my whole why is to be with Jesus. Okay. But, it, but, I'm not called to just go sit in a rock in the desert and, and just, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here being with you, God, but that he actually calls me into his work to every day. And so when Elohim, the strong creator, Genesis one calls me to join in with what he's doing, my question is why? And he's like, Oh, so that we can be together. Mm. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Great. Cause Robbie, when you and I want to be friends, it's not like we just sit there and stare at each other and sit in our each other's presence. That's weird. Yep. We go do things together. We we ride horses together. We right. We we at this ranch and we you know go skeet shooting and we grab coffee together. We we create something together, right? We co-created that you know uh, divided we stand. So we so you do those kind of things, and so that started to answer all the like I started to ask all these questions. Well, if it really is being about Jesus and He's called me to this work, I keep on asking the question why, and it's led me to these things. To go okay if my why is to be with Jesus. What does my everyday look like? Mm. How much time and what practices am I am, am like using in my day to day to actually do that? And so one of the greatest practices, friends, is, I mean, spiritual practices is to confront your own hypocrisy. The reality is that I don't do it all the time. Robbie, you don't do it all the time. And those of you listening, you're a hypocrite. Okay, just own it and go, okay, how can I be different? I just don't sit in my hypocrisy and go, okay. So it starts with discipline. So I go, why? Sh- if I if I need to spend time with God, okay. And then you guys out there, I'll front you right now. If you tell me you don't have time to be in the Word, to sit and pray, to be alone with God, to you are you are full of it. That you make time. It, that's on you. You can create that. So don't come at me with the oh well, man, I don't have time. Dude, between me and Robbie, what do we have? Eleven or twelve kids? We have us? a lot. We have a lot. Yeah, dude. Uh, there's a lot of thirteen. Okay, math is hard. Um, yeah, I I run a nonprofit. I was a pastor of a church for you know that we planted for seven years. Like, dude, confront your own stuff, and yeah. these are the places that God wants to do it together with you. And the only way you can do that is because of God's grace in His presence. And so um, you might be afraid to go into there because you think God's going to be mad at you. He, he welcomes you every single time. So then in my day, Robbie, I I, um, I have morning rituals. I wake up and, and I sit down at this table that I'm at right now speaking to you. 
and I read scripture. I have a whole thing that I go to spend time with God. Mm. I have a, a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and yearly rhythm with God. Mm. And here's the thing, guys. I don't always do it. And then, and I, and then a week goes by and I go, why am I so stressed? Yeah. Why am I so anxious? Why? And, and, um, and then I go, man, I just haven't been in that rhythm. And here's the other thing, friends, even today I had to fight to do that rhythm. I felt, I woke up this morning. I was distracted. I was kind of overwhelmed. There's a lot of stuff going on and I didn't want to do it. And, um, and even when I did it, guys, it wasn't like this, like, and the Lord spoke to me and I just did it. Yeah. And it grounds me. And you know what else I do friends is I sleep eight hours a night and I drink water and I work out all spiritual, all dude, all spiritual rhythms that I need to be who I was created to be. So I could be as present as possible with God and with others. I think, uh, that the hybrid of, of reframe of encouragement about like, let's just own it and speak directly to our patterns and what our patterns yeah. dictate about our priorities. Like my, my, my buddy the other day was like, how you doing with Emily? And I was like, we're doing pretty good. And he's like, how are you? I need to prioritize her a little bit more. And he goes, you know, there's one answer to how you do that. Is it on your calendar? Like it, it, it's not, it's, oh, it's, it's so simple. It's like we're our calendars and our money reflects our priorities and our hearts. But so that part is an encouragement for some of us of going, if we, if we want to pursue and build relationship, there's a deposit and rhythms of time that yeah. are necessary. Um, and Jesus modeled that. Um, but this reframe about work, which he's designed us to do as a co-creator, um, that's easy for you because you're in full-time ministry, Tommy. But like for us listening who are like, like we're spending 50 hours a week doing jobs that feel pointless and dead end. How do, yeah. how, how do you, how do you hope we think differently in order to, to like to, to not bifurcate that time as a non abiding non time with God, um, yeah. but something that we just do. Absolutely. Earlier in the, in the podcast, I, I, I literally said this, I said, quote unquote ministry. Mm -hmm. Right. And the reason I say that is I actually don't use that term a lot. Mm -hmm. The reason I don't use the term ministry is because it, it connotates like this, um, start and end something. And it, it's really built for the special group of people. And that's absolutely false. We know scripture tells us there that there's a, we're all priests. Yep. Priesthood of all believers. Right. So Peter, and so because of that, these are, this is what I really want to walk away with friends is you got to ask the question why a lot, <laughs> I just go, well, you know, why is that? So if that's true, what you guys do, no matter what your job is, the kingdom of God is there. You know why? Because you carry it in you. And so it doesn't matter what you do. Um, and it doesn't matter what work you do. And it doesn't, like God is up to something there. And if you're awake and aware to it to the, and you're present to it, he's asking you to co-create something there. Now, you might be co-creating um, business. You might be co-creating relationships, friendships, marriages, you know, uh, whatever it is. Um, but God is up to something. And if you're not awake and aware to it, you are missing out on like purpose and, and identity and belonging and all these beautiful things that you actually desperately want. Mm. 
it's there. And then you're going to be start being called um, to places to grow your faith. Um, maybe you need to tell your boss, um, no, you're not going to work an extra 10 hours a week for nothing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or maybe it's like, or maybe it might be reversed. Maybe God's telling you, hey, you actually need to be more of a servant in this place. I don't know. And, th and the problem with a lot of this, Robbie, is people want to know, well, what are the five pathways to this? And I go, I don't know. There's values here. And the beautiful part is God wants to co-create with you. I know how he's asked me to do it. And I've worked it out with God in my life with five kids and with this and with that. And But here's what's like the God of the universe wants to co-create with you specifically. And, and, and that's what's so crazy about it. So, no, you can't do it the same way I do. And I don't think you should. But there are values there. And the value is to confront um, the spaces in your life that that you say you believe, but you really don't. And I, one of my favorite verses, Robbie, is um, that in the Gospels where this man just exclaims to Jesus. He just goes, I believe, but help me in my unbelief. Yeah. I love that because Jesus doesn't condemn him. He yep. goes, man, okay. Yep. Yeah, I'll heal. And and he does. And and so it's that space. And if we can just get over some of the religiosity and things that we've been built with just to go, I, I got to get right before I go to God or I got, no, dude, it's the, it God's up to something. So, so that's how I, I decompartmentalize my life like that. Mm -hmm. And so people would ask me, Robbie, they'd be like, well, man, how do you have balance in your life? And I'm like, you know, I see washing dishes in my home as, as what people would call ministry. That's the kingdom of God, man. Yeah. I'm on. stewarding what God has done here. I'm loving my family by washing dishes and I can be present with God in the midst of the mundane. That's the goal, friends, to be present with God as much as possible. And then it opens this incredible life um, of healing and, and awareness and relationship that so many people desperately want and, and aren't experiencing. Come on, brother Lawrence. I hear you, man. I, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, so I love that, like the why piece of like the, the desire for the output, which is more of more of Christ and less of you. Uh, the inputs are the rhythms that over a lifetime of inputs, that yeah. one step at a time, one day at a time, leads to the outputs that end up looking more like Dave Kozier. And when, yeah, yeah. You, you know, the power of how God wants to work in and through us in our own lives primarily. Um, what, it, it's a hard tension because like the, we long to abide and to, to experience the longings of our heart, which is God's presence and his love more consistently than we do today. And my prayer for myself is that I work on these inputs to lead to more awareness of his love throughout the day, because that is to my dry soul, the living, the spring of living water that I'm longing for. Um, and, and, you know, on our, that is, that is capturing the essence of spiritual maturity and this way of discipleship yeah. of following Jesus. How have mm -hmm. you seen that change in your own life? Um, like when you think back to five years ago and 10 years ago, give some words to what those, the, the, the outputs after consistent inputs have looked like, and, you know, j just to put some more meat on the bones of what this journey looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing you, you said that I, I, 
that makes me think so um right uh back to the divider we stand but um like do uh, my question is like do we really long to abide hmm. because i find in my own self man that it's a weird thing and this is what i fight against is that i can get to a place where i i actually it sounds like too much work to go into the presence of god hmm. I, I don't know if anybody on here has ever experienced that where it just feels like really dude how hard is it to just crack open my bible yeah. But there are times when I just like, I just don't want to, I would, there's a weird human thing where I'm just like, I just want to sit and be angry or sit in the junk, or I got so used to this. And I think what you and I have experienced is we have experienced the presence of God. We have experienced the spirit. We have experienced miracles. We have experienced all these things that we go, I know what it feels like. And the more that I can feel like that, the, the more I can remember and go back to it. And I think my journey over the last, you know, 20, 30 years has been more like remembering how good God is and then being disciplined enough to, to continue to go to that space yeah. while also being open enough to do it in different ways. I, I love that. You're more frequently remembering it's worth it. Cause it, cause yeah, yeah I, every like, and, and, and that's a good reframe because I, I don't, I don't long to abide. I long for the peace and freedom that I've got mm-hmm. drips of that are an out that are an outcome of when I'm more aware of the spirit, which the yeah. rhythms lead to an increased awareness, which the output of that is what I'm really looking for. But most yeah. days I don't believe that speaking to, to the hypocrisy, because if I believe I know in my head, he's the source of peace and freedom, but I don't believe it because my calendar doesn't reflect that that it's it's worth the effort or or the the rhythms to pursue that and that's and and if i if i as i mature i hope i believe it a little bit more and remember it a little bit more frequently 10 years from now compared to today well i mean i always used to trip out when i was younger like why does god bring up the exodus so much Mm. like why is scripture always going back like hey remember remember there's so much like remember set up these pillars so you can remember like and I used to go, oh, that's really weird. The older I get, the more I'm like, oh, dude, I, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, because you you experience incredible things. And this is what happened right now with a lot of people deconstructing is they, like, I'm looking at their lives. I'm like, dude, you're walking away from Jesus. Like, do you forget what he did in your life? I don't. I saw that. Yeah. I was there. And it, and it really grieves me. But, but part of it for me, I mean, to your original question in this is that, um, one of the things I've seen happen to friends is that you you get into a, a habit and you're you're doing this thing. And a lot of times, to be really honest with you, you don't see the change. Like, you, yeah. you know, it's just like working out like you're trying so hard to lose weight or to gain muscle. And and it's like months into this thing. And you're just like, do that. Yeah. Is this even working? And then you measure yourself. You're like, oh, dude, I've lost a couple inches. All right. Actually, I, I can do that run now without stopping or whatever it is in our spiritual life. Um, you have to stop and reflect and then allow other people. And here's what's hard about facing your hypocrisy. You got to ask other people what they're experiencing from you. Mm-hmm. And those are scary because, because sometimes they just go, yeah, dude, you, you know, it's sometimes really hard to be around you. You're too sarcastic, Tommy, or you're biting or you're, um, you, you know, uh, it seems like you're angry about this yeah. or upset, whatever. Okay, cool. I could take that, Lord. And then I start praying for that. One of the ways that I've seen um, 
and this is going to sound really self-righteous, but you know, you asked. So for, for over 20 years, I read in James when I was younger that God tells us to ask for wisdom. Hmm. So I go, okay, gee, I'm going to pray that all the time. Um, I have experienced the outpouring of wisdom in my life where you, where I make right decisions, hmm. even when they're really hard. Um, and, and I, that's why I woke up disoriented today. I've been making a lot of hard decisions, but there's a lot of wisdom in that. And later you see the wisdom and you go, man, I'm so glad that we made that decision. Cause you know, this, well, um, I could be like, walk around and go, I'm super wise. But part of the wisdom that I have uh, grown in that is go, guys, it's not me. Yeah. God gives abundantly to those who ask. Yeah. And he has, and and not only that, it's not this like well of wisdom just supernaturally from me. He's also given me the wisdom to invite other people in on it. And I've made really good decisions. Um, and I'm and I have a, a certain amount of wisdom that I want to continue to grow in. Guys, that has saved me so much pain. Right. And you see people that that make decisions and, and don't live in wisdom, it brings a lot of pain on them and a lot of, on others. And so that's one way that this thing that I've seen, but I got to be really honest with you. Um, while I've, I've employed these dis disciplines and these things, and this re these rhythms in my life is what we call them. Um, uh, so often I just go, man, why am I doing this? And then God will send somebody and go, Tommy, I've seen this. You've really changed, man. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh man, thank you, Lord. Like, or I get affirmed by God or, um, the, the conversations that I used to play in my head all the time, that conflict yep. aren't there anymore. Yep. And, or, or all of a sudden I, I realized, dude, I'm at peace. Or today I realized friends that I realized what I actually need. Yep. Like, this is big for me guys. Like I, I wrote down in my journal, in my praying, I go, God, I, I woke up distracted. I, I, I feel disoriented a little bit and was able to, to realize I actually need more time to do nothing. And I pray, God, would you help me? This I literally wrote this. I was like, God, would you help me have that discipline of doing nothing? That's awesome. Right. I mean, and I know that you, Robbie, understand what like how ridiculous that sounds in our world. Um, while I'm sitting here with my, you know, full focus planner and I'm writing all the things I need to do today. And I'm, and I'm, I'm actually praying, God, help me, help me make enough space for, I could do nothing so that I don't experience this, yeah. what I'm experiencing. Just, uh, you, you, you know, this, this, the older I get as well, the simpler this stuff is of like, we have a short life and God, like it, it, he, he wants us to be with him. Like you said. It's this, everything boils down to he designed us for a relationship. Sin breaks relationships. Love is the expression of relationship per his, his design, and that's yeah. his desire. And so, and he made it all possible by what Jesus did. And, yeah. and he gives us the grace to, through the Spirit, to be love towards him and others. Um, and we get to remember that and have rhythms that help us remember that more and more and the more and more we do that the more we trust it and the outcome of that is more of christ and the fruit of that spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness and tommy's got more of that feeling which is the promise and the fruit than you did five years ago 
And oh, Dave Kozier had more of that, which affects and loves differently through Christ in him. And when he walked into that room compared to young Tommy and I was, um, and we're all right where we should be on that process. And we get more today to remember that. And these rhythms are a reminder, uh, to help us do that. And I was talking to, uh, my mentor about this, um, who's, who's one of these guys who has been faithful and intentional his entire life. And he's been around spiritual giants and he's in his upper sixties. And if we're half the men he is, we'll call it a win. And he was (laughs) like, Hey, Robbie, just as a heads up, man, like you're looking for something a little bit different than, uh, is probably reality because people walking with Jesus aren't walking around glowing with the spirit or this presence. That's like that different, but they are, uh, they, they have just more reps in the gym of trusting him and remembering him. And so it, the, the remembrance comes quicker. The focus comes quicker. The wisdom comes quicker, uh, because of a life of that. And, um, and this balance of how we steward this is, is awesome and it's worth it and it's hard. And most days I forget and am hip, hypocritical if I would say, I actually believe all the stuff mm-hmm. you're talking about, but that's the journey, and he knew Me it. Me too, bro. <laughs> Me too. I mean, yeah, bro. Tommy, I, I, uh, before you, before you jump off, this, this has been so much fun. I'm gonna have you back on this thing. Um, yeah, I love it. but if y'all want to get some more of Tommy, uh, he's on the gram, Tommy U I W I. U-Y-W-Y. U-Y-W-Y. You can go to uywi.org to check out Urban Youth Workers Institute. Um, the Future is Here podcast, the Radical Middle YouTube channel. You can find Tommy out there. But uh, Tommy, in a minute, I, I'd love for you to bless us with anything you want to leave us with as we wrap this up. Um, but uh, yeah, go check out Divided We Stand. This, this tool uh, for it is to help all of us in community um, move towards others in love um, to apply grace in relationships, which is hard when we disagree with people and we're in such divided times. And we have an opportunity as Jesus followers to differentiate ourselves from the rest of the divided world with a posture that is radically different. And that is my hope. That is our call. And that's what Jesus made possible. And we live in a unique time to, to really stand out by the way we move towards others with grace and, and and our hope in developing the small group curriculum is to in, to provide four weeks to practice that um, to to do that together, which I was able to do in actually filming it, uh, which was really fun with Tommy. So go check it out; it's out now. And uh, Tommy, thank you for joining. What do, what do you want to leave this tribe with, man? Oh man, well I just I bless you guys um, with with presence. Um, the the what we want to do is just be present and awake to what God's up to, to his presence and, and, and do that with others. That's one of the greatest gifts you can give someone else is, is your presence. Um, and, and in that, that they experience the presence of God as well. So I bless you guys with that. Um, I bless you in the journey of it because it's hard. Um, I'm here to tell you it's worth it. And so, um, and so bless you friends, as you continue to, to do and be um, in the presence of God and become who God created you to be. And that brings glory to God and it brings other people to help them become who they were created to be and come into relationship with Christ. So bless you guys, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show, brother. And uh, 
Yeah, bless you guys. Amen. Thanks, dude. See ya. All right, brother.